welcome to a bonus edition of the Unmade podcast. I'm Tim Burrows. It's been a meteoric rise for media monitoring service Stream, officially launched less than five years ago. This week's Stream was acquired by the US-based PR intelligence company Cision. Stream's founder is Elga Welsh. Elga, thank you for joining me in what must be a busy week. How did the deal come about? Thanks for having me, Tim. It's good to be on. Look, um, Stream is a business that's had, you know, a lot of interest in it. You know, it's grown very fast and, and it's had a lot of interest since it's really since the first year of when it launched back in 2017. And, you know, lots of people coming to us and saying, can we partner? Can we invest? Can we do all these things? And, you know, as we continue to grow, really that those sort of knocks at the door got louder and louder. And, and I guess for us, we, you know, we've, we've got shareholders and we've got ambitions. And, you know, for us, we want to get our platform out there as much as we can as well. So, you know, when we when we can continue to have those conversations with people over the last year or so, it became really clear to us that Cision um, was an excellent partner, and and um, you know we're really happy with them as a um, as a partner moving forward. So, did you decide to run a process where you talk to more organisations than just Cision, or did it become exclusive fairly fast? Yeah, look, I mean, I, th- I think that for us, the process was really driven by the market coming to stream. As I said, there was a lot of interest in the company um, really since it launched. And, you know, it's in an industry that previously didn't have a lot of competition and and it wasn't a particularly interesting um, industry. I don't think before technology really came along and did a lot of um, great things in it. So, yeah, for us, that process was driven around people coming and saying, what can we do? How can we work together? And, you know, any good company looks at those opportunities and says, we need to explore them. Um, we did, uh, we'd certainly, you know, looked at lots of options and, and talked to lots of different people over the years. And, and um, you know, Cision really was uh, the one for us. And I know that uh, one of the things I was taught when I I went through a a sale process a few years back was that one of the things that helps you get a fair outcome is competitive tension you know if there is more than one potential acquirer so I suppose when I look at that space I look at um, a company like Meltwater which a few years back nearly merged with Cision itself Um, were they another organization that you talked to Meltwater Look, we, we talked to a lot of different people and, and uh, you know, we also talked to people who weren't in the industry as well, you know, people who, who wanted to help us, you know, grow even faster than we were growing. And I guess for us at the end of the day, you know, Tim, really, you know, it's important for us to achieve a good price for our business if we are to sell it. It's also important that the people that we work with and, and the culture is a fit. And, and I think that we got really the best result with with the company we went with, with Cision. You know, we've, we've put a lot of effort into Stream in forms of the culture and the people we've recruited. And, you know, I said this to uh, Platinum Equity, who are the, the company that owns, the private equity uh, company that owns Cision. Um, and for, for us, you know, yes, price is really important. Yes, you know, all those terms are really important, but actually the people are really important too. So we, we did a lot of cultural due diligence, you know, in that process, just like they did due diligence on us. We we also did cultural due diligence on them and, and probably vice versa. Can we work with them? You know, what are they going to be like to work with? How are they going to help us run that company? So, you know, financial outcomes, really important. And, and certainly we've achieved a good one, but also cultural outcomes, really important as well. Um, when you've got to tell 100 staff that this is what we're doing, you've got to be very sure that you've um, um, you've done that, those checks and you feel comfortable about it. And when we talk about cultural outcomes, I know that one of those old sayings is, uh, show me the incentive and I'll show you the outcome. And it would be good to uh, explore what that means for your for your customers and for your staff. So sometimes I think the, the earn out portion of a sale is constructed with targets around 
client and staff retention and that can be good for the customers and good for the culture and sometimes the earn out is about a profit number um sometimes that can be an incentive to trim back investment in a product um how is how is the earn out and the incentive part of this deal structured yeah, look, it's a really good question because you're right. Often, when companies are acquired, there's this assumption that they've, you know, they've got to suddenly, um, you know, tighten their belts and trim things here and there. I think actually, what we what we saw with Cision was a real desire to invest really hard in in stream and in the ANZ market. It's a new market for them. I mean, they're here with with Brandwatch and PR Newswire and Falcon, but they're not here with media monitoring or media analysis or other or other kinds of services in that area. So for them this was this was new. It's a market they wanted to be in. Um, there are a lot of other markets around the world and and actually really what they want to do is invest very hard to make sure Stream grows very quickly. Uh, and it's already done that. It's it's got a demonstrated history of doing that with its platform and its people. But you know, part of that that earnout for us and you know making sure that we obviously deliver for shareholders is also you know very aligned to what they want from this um, from this platform too, which is to get it in the hands of as many people as possible. So in coming to you know a, a deal with with Cision, we really looked at you know how are we going to keep growing it, what is your plan for that business, and we we found that actually our growth plan, what we call scale up internally. They looked at that and said, "That's perfect. That's exactly what you should keep doing." Uh, so we we found really common ground on that, and uh, and that was a big tick for Stream because you know ultimately, again, when you tell staff and when you tell shareholders and you you know you keep talking to customers as well, you want to be able to say, "Guys, it's the same as what we've been doing, but a bit more supercharged with a bit more support and a bit more resource." And um, for you personally, how long are you obliged to stay with the business as part of this deal? Well, I see it as a uh, as a good thing uh, in forms of me staying. I really like you know running the business day to day, as as does um, Anton uh, Saboran, who's our our CTO and the other half of the founding team in um, in Stream. And you know we really enjoy running Stream. It's actually been a look. It's been an enormous challenge, and and we you know we're really glad to have a partner as well. But um, you know our intention is to uh, to stick around. Look, we'll be here for at least a couple of years. I think that Cision will really find us um, some more some more challenges in time as well, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. I was very clear with um, with Abel Clark, who's their uh, their global CEO, that you know if we can find other things to do in time, let's let's do that. You know, I mean, I think Stream as a platform can be in other markets. I think we can help them on that front. It'll be ultimately up to them, but uh, there'll be other things we can do in time too. Of course, um, now you're a sensible person and an entrepreneurial person, so I'm sure you also you know need to need to make a plan for if things do diverge down the track as well um would you be able to come back into the market um at the end of that two years or is there a kind of longer non-compete for you as well i just wouldn't do it uh tim you know i mean if you if you uh if you find a good partner like like we have with Cision and and you've grown something like we have with stream um my interest is in that it keeps going and it thrives so i wouldn't i wouldn't come back into the market i think that's um i don't think that's a good thing to do and you know i, I think for us Really, what we want to do is focus on growing, growing, growing the next few years. Um, and we've got such great tech and such a great platform. You know, I, I, my interest would not be in doing that. You know, it's it wouldn't be the right thing to do. And uh, and and frankly, you know, it's for us, we've got an excellent opportunity with Cision, um, a really amazing company to go and work with. Uh, I mean, that they are the biggest and the best at a global level. Um, so, no, zero interest in that approach. 
Well, let's, um, let's, ex- let's, let's ask the question about price, although I suspect I, I, that you probably won't be able to say what the deal was worth. So let me ask it this way. Um, I, 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 I believe that Stream had reached the point where it was becoming profitable, which obviously gave you lots of runway to carry on doing your own thing, um, which obviously says that this was a deal that you made from presumably from a position of strength. That, that's right, exactly. And, and look, we achieved a good price. It's a very good outcome for our shareholders. It's, you know, for many of them, many, many multiples return on their investment. And, you know, they took a big risk and backed us as a business. But uh, yeah, look, I mean, you know, for us, again, price is really important, as is the culture piece I talked about earlier. We, we, we really wanted to make sure Stream fits somewhere. Um, we're happy with the outcome. We're thrilled. We talked about the fact, or you, you, you referred to the fact that it's Platinum Private Equity, the company behind it. I, it found my, my sort of thinking a bit about um, when Quadrant uh, came into the uh, media monitoring market by uh, buying media monitors um, or a decade ago. Um, that's the company that then became Icentia, of course. Now, back then, they paid a reported $160 million. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the, the scale was probably a bit less than that because it was a, you know, a bigger, more mature business. Um, and then at the other end of the scale, there was an enterprise value of uh, $67 million when Icentia sold to Access Intelligence a few months back. So I'm 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 guessing the deal would probably be nearer that sort of value, the sixty-seven million. Would would that be a fair assumption? You're doing a good job, Tim. That's right. Look, I mean, it's it's going to be in that region. That's right. And and for us, obviously, again, we've got to go through an earnout. We've got to make sure we we achieve our numbers and we keep growing that business. But um, you know, when when the company you talk about there was was um acquired or certainly listed in the market and then acquired late, you know, uh, some point this year. Um, totally, two, two totally different businesses, really, from when it listed to when it was, um, you know, privatized and taken off the market and, and really not comparable to what Stream is doing either. Quite quite a different proposition long run. So, um, you know, we're, we're, we're very, very happy with what we got in forms of the outcome. But as I said before, you've got to work with these people. You've got to make sure that you, uh, you can keep going for years to come. And, and that's the work we did. So, yes, Let's get a good price, but let's also let's also make sure we can work with those teams for for the long run as well. Well, I said at the beginning of the conversation that Stream launched nearly five years ago, and in truth, you have been sweating it out for a lot longer than that. Uh, as far back as two thousand and eight, you launched something that was also called Stream as a publishing venture, and certainly even before you launched Stream as a monitoring service in early two thousand seventeen, you've been working behind the scenes for some time. That's right. Yeah. What? What what actually is the story of the journey? Because very very rarely it's as meteoric as it and, and straight line upwards as it looks from the outside. Mm, I mean, really, the, the the concept and the I guess the incentive for us to get into media intelligence market in in when we started working on it in 2014 and obviously commercially launched it in 2017 was my experience, as you know, when I worked in in, in government and and just looking at a market that had become monopolized and bloated and I think quite, you know, it lacked innovation. It didn't have a great uh, reputation for treatment of customers. Now, we're not perfect um, and that's not necessarily a shot at our competitors, but I think there was a lot more that could be done in that market and we really felt that when we when we got in. So, you know, we started building that product out in 2014. Obviously, Antoine and I, we'd both gone to university together. Um, we hadn't studied together, quite different areas, but we'd, we'd actually both sailed together um, as part of our time at university. And and when when the time came, 
uh, it seemed like really the right thing to do and the right the right uh, market to go after. To be perfectly honest, we we really built Stream in the early days, and and, and the the thesis behind it was let's build a really good little news monitoring tool for um, for politicians' media teams, you know, for media advisors, like like what you know where I had worked. And it sort of evolved from there. And I remember one of my um, advisors, uh, Eamon Fitzpatrick, who uh, was actually one of my bosses when I worked down in Canberra, he said, look, you've got to go for the corporate market. You've also got to go after them. Government's great, but you've got to make sure you go for everybody. And that for us is a little bit of a turning point to say, okay, actually, there's this much bigger market here that we can also go after. And so that's kind of how our stream started to evolve. And, and obviously, we did a lot of testing and a lot of working through with customers between sort of 2014 and 2016, 17, when we launched it formally. So we did a lot of work on that and we'd really, really asked people what they wanted. And and when we came in, it was, I think, a bit of a breath of fresh air for a lot of customers to have something quite different to what they'd had previously. So for listeners who haven't seen your dashboard, um, do you mind just talking about the product and what it covers? Yeah, sure. I mean, look, it's a comprehensive media intelligence tool, print online, television, radio, uh, social as well. All that content's delivered in real time. Um, the content's one big thing and we've got to license all that and pay for all that. We then analyze all that information and really what we've tried to do is move media monitoring from this sort of single you know, email report that you get each morning and a lot of people still rely on that and we certainly deliver that but we've tried to give people a, a platform experience that's quite different um, from being alerted straight away to when something goes on air or was published online, you know, through to being able to analyze that that coverage. Um, and really where we're heading now, I guess, is more around the measurement of that content. You know, what what is the meaning of all that and what does it mean for an organization? That That's our big opportunity moving forward. Obviously, this year as well, we, we launched uh, Stream Social, which is our, our social intelligence tool for, for comms teams. Uh, that's been a, a raging success because previously Stream wasn't doing a lot in social. We had kind of an influencer social product, but then we put Stream Social out there and, and uh, that's been excellent. We've had a kind of really nice integration in there. And look, in working with Cision as well, we've, we've got that opportunity to supercharge that even further. Um, Cision made a, a, an amazing acquisition in uh, Brandwatch uh, earlier this year as well. Um, that, that's you know, obviously the best probably social intelligence platform in the market. So, you know, these sort of things you can see where the industry is going to start to go. And uh, is your technology something that Cision can replicate in their other markets or or do they have similar products already? Look, I think there's a really good opportunity for Cision. It'll, it'll ultimately be up to them, but uh, they can absolutely apply Streams tech in, in other markets. They could take it into the UK. They could take it into you know, other, other, other areas around the world, um, you know, Asia, the US, all, all of those sort of places. I mean, ultimately, that's going to be their call. But you know, Stream's been built in a way that you can apply it into other markets quite easily. You've got to plug in content and data. Uh, you've got to have a local team, obviously. M- my focus and Antoine's focus over the next you know, couple of years, obviously, is going to be ANZ and, and growing that really hard. Um, but I think that there's a, there's a really good chance that they'll look at that technology and say, actually, that broadcast technology is really you know, quite impressive. We can put that into some other markets we operate in or why don't we take the whole platform and you know, put it into a new Greenfields market? There is that, that flexibility with the platform. And I think uh, you know, Antoine and the team have just done such a superb job on, on, on the technology behind Stream that uh, that's, that was proven out you know, during our, our due diligence process and, and during our talks with them. So as you mentioned, Cision also owned PR Newswire. Um, what... What, if anything, is that likely to mean in the Australian market now that you're in the same family? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, at at the end of the day, customers are really looking for a a global solution. You know, we're seeing not just people wanting global content, but the ability to do, 
you know, multi-country deals, you know, putting putting multiple countries together for their media monitoring, wanting to distribute content uh, internationally as well. I mean, we work for a lot of companies now that that have, you know, operations in New Zealand or Asia or, or the Americas or Europe. And being able to tie those things together is going to be really valuable for customers. So, you know, the rationale for a deal like this is, there's a few things in there, but, you know, clearly amping up social is a really big part of that. Global content and being able to give, you know, Australian customers uh, a global view and, and vice versa for global customers of Cision into, into ANZ. And then also, yeah, things like PR Newswire, tools like that as well. We have a we have an outreach product that allows people to send media releases in Australia and New Zealand, but we also need to be able to, you know, send that content overseas. Uh, and so combining this all together, it's it's quite magical. Well, let me ask about the competitive environment. I've already mentioned Meltwater. I've already mentioned Icentia. Uh, another sort of newer entrant to the market is is, is TrueScope, which uh, John Kroll, the person who was behind Icentia, is behind. Um, which, which of them do you think has most to lose, if anything, from the decision tie-up? Look, I think for us, Stream's, Stream's ambition here is... ANZ and really to grow this business so that it's the, we want it to be the majority provider in this market. We want it to be the best and the biggest. We want to be able to make sure that people get a great, you know, great service from us. And that's why, that's why having a partnership with Cision is important. I think that, I mean, what's incredible about the, the ANZ market is if you rewind it 10 years, there really was only one provider. You didn't have a lot of choice. Now you've, you've got, you know, multiple choices and, and that's look ultimately for customers to decide who's going to be the, um, you know, the, the winner from all that. I think that there will continue to be really healthy competition in, in Australia and New Zealand. I mean, we certainly see that. You know, we, we, we choose, you know, not to really compete on price. You know, we try and compete on product and value from that from that service. So, you know, we're going to have to go out and convince people, con- you know, to continuously come over to stream. I, I think I think there's actually room for competition anyway. And I think really our, our goal here as well, Tim, is that we actually want to grow the market. I mean, so much of the the narrative around the media intelligence industry the last five years has been, you know, there's this sort of pie, it's a certain size and, you know, everyone's going to get a piece of that and you might get a little bit more, you might get a little bit less. Actually, what we're seeing is that we can sell new products and services to customers. You know, social is one of them. Analytics is another one of them. Um, we'll have some really big stuff to talk about early next year around what we're doing with audience analytics. All of these things are actually really helpful to growing the market. And and so I see it less about, you know, obviously there's competition. I see it less about taking some from, you know, a competitor and putting it into Stream's bucket and more about actually, you know, can we offer something new and different to what media monitoring has been? Um, that's that's the industry's challenge. Move it away from being, we don't want it to be commoditized. We want it to be high value to people. And when you say audience analytics, what do you mean by that? Well, what we want to do is we want to we want to make sure we've got a lot more measurement and and validation around the the, the earned media content that that we're monitoring. And there's there's such an opportunity here to be able to say to customers, you're you're, you're here. This is where your coverage is, and this is the meaning behind it. Here, here are the audiences consuming that that information. Here's where they are geographically. Here's how much time they spend with your brand. The the earned media or the the comms team. Um, are sort of the unsung heroes, really, when you think about it, inside of corporates and government, because marketing's done an amazing job at being able to measure the impact of paid media, but earned media hasn't done that well. Um, it's never, it's never had great metrics around it, and that's no one's fault. It's just that you know, often, you know, there hasn't been digital measurement panels or other bits and pieces that could do that well. What we want to do next year is really start to put some 
put some shape around that. And I think that, I mean, if you talk to any comms team, that's what they want. They want to not just show the content and the coverage. They actually want to show the impact of that. And they don't want rubbery numbers. They don't want big numbers or, the, or AVEs or dollar values. I mean, everyone loves a, a dollar value on their on their uh, press pack. But at the end of the day, what we actually want to do is say, we know who the audience was for this. We know how they engaged. We know how they shared your content. You know, we, we don't know individually who they are, but we understand the groups of people that are actually really interested in the coverage that you're putting out there. I'm relieved to hear that you're not planning on putting a dollar value behind it, though, because that uh, that is a some, somewhat controversial uh, way of doing things, isn't it? It's a conversation that we've you know had from from day one uh, with customers about why we don't like that metric. And look, I think in defence of the industry, I, I don't think you'll find many people, whether it's from our competitors or elsewhere, that, that actually love that metric. It's often kept in there just because you know a particular exec might like it or a PR company might like it. And that's not a criticism. It's it's a nice number. You rock up to a meeting and you've got a you know hundred million dollars worth of free media it's it sounds amazing but um it's not right and uh you know the industry can do better so a point i made a bit earlier is that from from the outside these things always look like a smooth upwards trajectory and that's rarely true um what was the hardest thing for you over the last few years Oh, look, I think that managing a team, and we've got 112 or whatever staff now, uh, managing a team is, that's a big challenge and keeping that keeping that going each day. You know, frankly, raising capital and, you know, building the products, yeah, those, those are challenging things to do. But when you add in um, a lot of people and, and you've got to remember, you've got a lot of responsibility to those people because they've, they've chosen to come and work for you and they've, you know, chosen to put their time in. Um, I think that was probably the most challenging thing for me. I got better at it probably in the last year or two. The first couple of years, though, I'd certainly lent on a lot of advisors and a lot of people around me to, to help me with that. Stream also grew very, very quickly. And I would often say to staff, they'd say, well, you know, we need to we need to make sure we address this issue. Or we need to change this in the business. And I often say, you're absolutely right, we do. The biggest problem for us was that the day we realized we needed it, it was six months too late. And because it was moving at such a, you know, such a quick pace, um, it, it's not possible to always get ahead of these things. And I, I did often have that conversation with staff to make sure they understood, you know, we worked in a really high growth environment. And, and we, we had staff, for example, Tim, that had come from, you know, uh, government, for example, and, and again, not a criticism of them, that had a certain way of doing things. And they were, um, I think, appalled at, at sometimes about, you know, how we were making decisions. We were saying, hey, great, let's let's go and do this, that product, we can go and build that, that they were not used to an environment that would make decisions that fast and that quickly. Uh, it, you know, and we learned a little bit from them as well to make sure we did things a bit better and with a bit more process. But ultimately, managing people, that's uh, that's been the biggest challenge. I think I've gotten a lot better, but... Um, you know, I, I think having having a hundred staff in there, it's not a small organisation. It's not a, not an enormous one either. But uh, you know, I know all of those staff, and I do feel a, a real degree of responsibility to them, uh, as does Antoine. And um, uh, you, you, you touched on your advisors as well. They can make a real difference. The right sort of group of people just to just just to help with their experience. You know, when you don't have have a particular aspect. Um, do you want to maybe talk through who you're key people in terms of advice over the years have been yeah look for sure i mean my career and and where we got to wouldn't wouldn't be possible without those sort of people Um, people like sam marks who's on our board uh, david wakeley as well on our board i mean two really incredible people that have given me just so much of their time um Keith Forbes, who's our, our COO and our commercial director. Keith has been with Stream since um, really since the beginning, 2017. 
Uh, he had a background in in media intelligence with AAP as well, and someone you know I'm obviously very good friends with as well as work with day to day. Alan Robertson, you know Alan, Alan, uh, who you know, of course, Tim as well. You know, came yes, out of the well, advertising um, well industry in the media industry. Yeah, yeah Robbo, as he's known as. You know, Alan, Alan spent so much time with me in the early days. You know, hearing my ideas and hearing me out on things. And you know, I just saw Alan today actually to drop a gift off for, for Christmas. And you know, I was just saying we, we've just known each other for so long, but a person that never asked much, but always was willing to give a lot of time and, and a lot of effort. Um, Tony Davis, you know, out of Quantium as well, someone who was a, a, a big impact on me, uh, certainly in the early days of Stream. And there's 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 a, there's a whole lot of people there as well that have given me a lot of their time. And and um, you, you're absolutely right. You can't build a business without those great people around you. And I, in the early days, I really did try and build out an advisory board, an advisory panel. They weren't necessarily our board of directors, but they were shareholders or they were people that could really help us. And it made such a difference to our business. We, we just we just wouldn't we wouldn't have taken the big leaps forward that we did so quickly if we didn't have them. And I, I would recommend that to anyone starting a business. It's don't just collect names as trophies, you know, really try and find the people that actually are going to spend some really good time with you and, and, uh, and, and give you such, you know, frank advice that you can act on it. And the deal doesn't formally close until first quarter of next year. Um, I guess there are always a few regulatory hurdles to go through. Um, is there a plan B if the deal does fall over for some reason? Well, look, I think the great thing about what we've agreed with Cision is that we've effectively agreed our scale-up plan, which we're, we're executing as, as we are today. Um, and uh, and whilst we've got um, – there's some absolute great benefits from that transaction, we've also got uh, – We've also got a lot of um, runway in forms of the product we want to build and the plan that we've got. So, you know, I don't expect there to be a problem, but um, if there is, we've, you know, we, we continue on and, uh, you know, we've got our got our plan and that plan is very aligned with what Cision wants and what we want. So, you know, I, I fully expect we'll be able to do that. Well, Alga, congratulations on the deal and thank you very much for your time. Thanks so much, Tim. I, I really appreciate your time and, uh, and great to talk to you. The Unmade Podcast is produced with the enthusiastic support of Abe's Audio. More soon. I'm Tim Burrows. Toodle pip. Unmade.